You're listening to Clean Beauty Scene, Episode 37. Lifestyle habits that keep people in the blue zones healthy, youthful, and living longer, and how you can incorporate some of those habits into your own life. Welcome to Clean Beauty Scene, the podcast for clean beauty, eco-friendly living, and wellness. I'm your host, Kelly Bonanno, eco-wellness coach and mom to two teenage boys. If you want a green beauty routine but find clean beauty and eco-living overwhelming and confusing, I get it. I've been there. So join me each week as we clear the confusion and cover all the latest to help you go green without giving up glamour or going eco-free-go. Now talk clean to me, baby. Well, hello, Savvy Beauties. Welcome to Clean Beauty Scene. I'm Kelly Bonara, your host, eco-lifestyle and wellness coach. Question for you. Have you heard of the Blue Zones? There are five regions around the world where people live a long time. It is not uncommon for these people to be living until about 100 years old. But not just living longer. Really healthy, feeling great, young for their years, and thriving into their twilight years. And today, my guest and I, Sarah Bonneville, who has really studied these regions, is very knowledgeable about how these people live and what they do to to live so healthy and live so long. She and I are going to have a really great discussion to not only let you know about what's going on and where these blue zones are, but also how you can incorporate some of these habits into your own lifestyle. Sarah Bonneville is, she's a sustainability wellness coach and CEO and founder of SKE Creative Media. She and I have a great discussion. I'm really excited for you to hear it because you know, I mean, if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you know, I always preach, it's all about lifestyle. Lifestyle really dictates at least 75% of how you age, how you feel, how healthy you are, how you look. And it's much more than just diet and exercise. So you're going to get some good good little tips today. But I'd like you to really think about something, at least one thing from this episode that you will take action on. Because knowledge is great, but it's really knowledge with action that gets you to reaching your goals. So as you listen, what is something that you think, you know what, I'm going to implement that. And then maybe make Take a couple notes and then implement something else the next week. Small habits over time is what moves the needle to helping you reach your health goals, your weight loss goals, really any goal you're trying to reach in life. And you know, I always say knowledge is great, but knowledge with action is is what gets you there. So I'd love for you to do that with every single episode you listen to of Clean Beauty Scene. Make a mental note of something you learn. You know, I try to bring you a lot of value and advice in each episode. So try to think of one thing you you learn in each episode and implement that. And I would love to hear from you. Screenshot it, tag me on Instagram, or join my Facebook group, Savvy Girls Organic World. I'm always in there answering questions and and you know giving even more more advice. And and there's a great conversation. It's not very engage, engaging. And it's not just about health and wellness. Of course, it is. A lot of the focus is health and wellness and weight loss and getting healthy and good nutrition. But we we have fun in there too. So I'd love to have you join. Now, one thing these healthy people in these blue zones do not do is, can you guess? Yeah, they don't smoke. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of a given, right? But they don't OD on sugar. They have a healthy diet. Now, that's not to say they don't have a little fun and, you know, in, indulge and enjoy once in a while. 
because restriction can backfire. But when we eat too much sugar, that is really unhealthy for our whole system and it's super bad for your skin. So I am doing a five-day challenge. It's a free five-day challenge to help you kick the sugar habit. It starts May 16th. I would love to have you join us. If you, you know, are maybe eating a little too much sugar, enjoy, indulging in sweet treats, especially this, this last year with the pandemic, I think a lot of people, you know, nutrition is a little bit off the rails. But if you kind of get your, your sugar habit in check, that really will help your overall nutrition and, and your weight as well. So check the link in the show notes and definitely join us. And I'm not saying you can never have sugar. Look, I have a sweet tooth. So this is coming from somebody who really understands if, you, if you're somebody who has a sweet tooth also. I'm not preaching, never have a grain of sugar as long as you live. No, it's about being realistic. And I will be giving you guys some good, healthy, sweet treat alternatives that still satisfy the sweet truth, but don't spike the blood sugars and, you know, do all the unhealthy damage that that sugar does to our body. And during the challenge, I'm also going to help you decipher where where the hidden sugars are. You know, sometimes you might think you're avoiding sugar, but it hides in a lot of foods and it goes by over 50 names. So you might be thinking something doesn't have much sugar when it does. And who wants that? That's really deceitful and makes avoiding sugar really difficult. Sugar is eight times more addictive than cocaine. So if you have a sugar addiction, it is not your fault. And there are ways to tamp down those cravings, which we will tackle in the challenge. In fact, I have an episode with health coach Lynn Wadsworth. We talk all about that and give you some tips. That's episode 26. I'll link that in the show notes too, so you can check that out. Today, really excited to bring you this great information. It's a very fascinating subject, these blue, blue zones. You know, I learned about these blue zones years ago. I remember on Dr. Oz, and I actually researched and studied, and I'm, you know, I'm writing a book also, and, and I talk about these blue zones in my book because I really find them to be fascinating, and I think you will too. Sarah Bonneville is a launch integrator and a sustainability wellness coach who started her business almost three years ago. Sarah loves helping online coaches launch their programs in the online space, as well as support women who are looking for a sustainable and alternative twist on living a truly healthy lifestyle. In her free time, Sarah likes to exercise, play tennis, field hockey, ski, and play the tenor drum in a pipe band that placed 11th in the world in 2019 in their grade. Sarah loves learning about plant-based living and alternative ways of living. Well, welcome to Clean Beauty Scene, Sarah. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Kelly. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. So I'm excited to talk about this this topic that you have really kind of dove into and researched a lot, blue zones. I remember learning about blue zones years ago from Dr. Oz. I used to watch Dr. Oz. I always say I I it wasn't Oprah that that discovered Dr. Oz. It was it was me. I was listening and reading his stuff literally back in the 90s, like back before I had kids, before I was married, and I was working at CBS television network, and I would get his newsletters back then. And then of course he got on Oprah and his own show and everything. But he talked a lot about the the blue zones. And I mean, it's amazing. It's pretty fascinating, <laughs> these blue zones and how these these people really are living healthier lifestyles. Just like I always say, lifestyle is, is really 
up to 90%. It's at least 75% of, of health and well-being and your longevity. So it's, it's so much more in our control than people realize. And um, I'm working on a book right now, a clean beauty and wellness book. And I, I talk about the blue zones in the book. Amazing. So I'd love to get your perspective on if you could share with listeners what exactly the blue zones are and where they are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the blue zones, uh, there are five blue zones in the world um, and they're categorized by a higher than average number of centenarians. So people living um, 100 plus years. So the regions are in, I'm going to butcher the name of this, Icaria, Greece, Okinawa, Japan, Sardinia, Italy, Nicoya, Costa Rica, and Loma Linda, California. Um, and I particularly loved the Blue Zones. I first heard about them when I watched the show Down to Earth on Netflix. They went to Sardinia and they were learning all about the Blue Zones. And what I loved is that it wasn't just that people were living to 100 and plus years old, it's that they were thriving into their hundreds. Kind of the pioneer of the Blue Zones, his name is Dan Butner, and he wrote a book all about the Blue Zones. And in yes, each he was a guest on Dr. Oz several times. Yes. So, and many yeah. other. Well, yeah, exactly. Other. He's like the guy when yeah, it comes to really Blue is. Zones. <laughs> um, and his book is brilliant. He goes to each of the different Blue Zones and he kind of follows around um, a particular person to learn all about their lifestyle, what they eat, what they do. And, you know, it was stories like there was a woman in Costa Rica and she was 107 years old and she used to get all dressed up and go outside with a machete and cut her lawn. Like, can <laughs> you even imagine at 107 years old, like I think it's hard to cut the grass with like a lawnmower, like a push lawnmower, but this woman at 107 years old goes out and cuts her grass with a machete. I mean, that's, that's unbelievable. Like if you saw that it in is. a movie, you wouldn't believe it. That you wouldn't never. believe it. <laughs> exactly. No, it's incredible. Um, and what's even more amazing is like, you know, they have extremely low rates of cancer, of heart disease. Um, and in these regions, roughly between um, 75 and 80% of people over the age of 100 can pass a cognitive test. So that also means low rates of dementia, low rates of Alzheimer's, just low rates of cognitive decline overall. When I was in my early 20s, kind of my biggest fear was like, I don't, I don't want to get older. Like I, I don't want to end up in a wheelchair or, um, you know, in an, uh, like an assisted care facility and just like lying in a bed, living out my days. And so when I read about the blue zones, I was like, 100%, I am doing everything that I can to do that because now my goal is to be 107 years old and go out and cut my lawn with a machete like it's nothing. Yeah, I know. Isn't it fascinating? Yeah. And it's, you know, the the zones are, they sound so exotic. And then you've got Loma Linda. Like when yeah. I when I was researching the blue zones for my book, I, Loma Linda, right here in Loma Linda, California. Why? In California. <laughs> I know, which like is crazy. Um, I mean, so I'm Canadian, but, you know, we live very close to the U.S. And the U.S. has an extremely high rate of obesity Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, huge burdens on their healthcare system that, you know, things that are completely preventable. And then, yeah, you have a blue zone just right smack in California. It's, it was shocking to me because yeah, you, the, the United States is as a whole pretty un unhealthy and the standard American diet is just 
killing everyone. Mm-hmm. Of course, he, you know, I'm in California here. I'm in the Los Angeles area. And yeah, we're, we're crunchy granola. We're a little healthier here overall, but certainly not everyone and not everywhere. Okay. So it's not surprising that it's in California, but I, I was surprised just to, there was, there was one spot anywhere in the U S frankly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the, you know, some of the things that these people in these blue zones do, what are some of the tips that we can give listeners that they, what are they doing that we're not doing that we should be doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, so out of all of the research that's been done on the blue zones, um, there are nine patterns that have come out of them. We'll get back to the show in just a moment. This episode is sponsored by my Home Detox Masterclass. It is designed to help you create a healthier, less toxic indoor environment because there are up to 10 times more pollutants inside your home than there are outside. Creating an indoor environment that is healthier and less toxic is really crucial for your health. It will help you reduce your toxic load and your children and your pets, your entire family, and reduce your carbon footprint. So if you are concerned about climate change, it starts with you. What are you doing in your own home? This masterclass makes it easy to make some eco-friendly changes and habits in your home. And of course, tons of recommendations for clean, green products you can use in your home. And it's very easy to implement. You can do it on your own time. And the workshop is under $50. So grab it today and create a healthier home. The link is in the show notes. And it's not just based on diet or exercise, although those are contributors. But like you said, it's very much lifestyle. So it's not just getting that, you know, 60 minute gym workout or 30 minute home workout in when they talk about physical activity, they're talking about movement throughout the entire day, right? So traditionally in Sardinia, most of the men were shepherds um, and they had to walk, you know, very long distances with their sheep. Um, And it was back before, you know, like roads and, you know, so they were doing just, you know, climbing up with the sheep and they really only ate like what they grew because they didn't have great access to get down to, you know, markets or even to the ocean. So, you know, they ate what they had while they were walking 13, 20 miles a day. Yeah. Physical activity, but kind of sustained movement. So when I, what that looks like in my day is, you know, I have a walk in the morning in the afternoon, um, I have movement breaks or stretching, or I do a yoga video. Um, and then I have an evening workout, uh, and I try to get as much movement in my day as I can. Another, that is something I'm a big advocate for. People don't realize that even, you know, just little movements throughout the day, you got to sitting really is the new smoking got to be moving that body. And it doesn't have to be two hours of the gym. It's more important to just constantly be in motion. Exactly. And something like, uh, so I follow Dan Butner on Instagram uh, and he posts a lot of really great and informative things. And he talked about how walking is actually one of the best things that we can do. So, you know, we can go to the gym for an hour, two hours, have that like high powered workout, like power to you. Um, But walking actually provides so much more for us. Uh, and when I say walking, I mean, taking a walk outside, yes. right? Cause you're getting that fresh nature. air, you're in yeah. nature, you're making that connection. Um, and yeah, you're moving your body in a very natural functional way. 
Um, yeah, it's, yes, I mean, that's what most movement. people in the, in the blue zones are doing. I mean, like 107 year olds are not necessarily going to the gym and lifting weights. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. But they're staying mobile and yes, exactly. Yeah. People don't realize how, how important it is to be moving our bodies, mm -hmm. that safe movement and, and nature, even 20 minutes yeah. outside does so much so for, much. for your health and well-being. Yeah. And I came to this kind of this thought not that long ago, I think it was even just last week. And it was like, you know, you see everywhere, everybody promoting their fitness programs, like, oh, have these results in 18 minutes a day. And it's like, well, what happens if you're only active for 18 minutes a day? How many hours of inactivity then do you get? Can that 18 minutes really overcompensate and, you know, not just give you like a nice body, but can it help your heart health and can it help, you know, your blood flow properly if we're putting activity throughout the day instead of just all in one, you know, and we often don't recognize how much movement we get. I hear from a lot of parents, oh, I have kids, I have toddlers, I don't have time to have a workout. It's like, do you chase your toddler around all day? because I can guarantee that's a lot of movement in your day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and throw them in the jogging stroller, get outside and play, exactly. with, them, play with them at the park. It's, it's yeah, laughing it's sneaking in movement is, is really what, where it's at. And it's true. Exactly. Now there, you know, 18, 20 minutes of high intensity interval training is absolutely great for the body and it's it good for fat burning. So great. But if that's all you're doing, no, you've got to pepper in the moving throughout mm -hmm. the day. That's why I think, exactly. I do think the wearables are great because, you know, it, it does kind of keep you on track where you're looking at and you're like, wait, wait a minute. Yes, I'm only, I'm only at five or 6,000 steps. So I've got it. I've got it. I know my Apple watch always tells me when I haven't stood in the yeah. hour and it's like, oh man, okay, now it's time I have to get up. I'm going to do, you know, some squats or some stretches or, you know, I'm making lunch or I'm making dinner and I'm you know, maybe going up and down on my toes or something like that. You yes. can always find time. It's so true. In fact, and I stand as much, I have a standing desk. And right now, when I, whenever I record any podcasts, I'm always standing. And, you know, I've worked from home before the pandemic being a wellness coach and everything. So it mm -hmm. wasn't really anything new, but so I've always done. Now, sometimes things can be distractions, which, which is a whole other topic, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll say, okay, I've been sitting at my desk working or writing or doing something or working with a client. Now, you know, I just getting other things done around the house, switch the load of laundry, get a few dishes done, make lunch. Yeah. Those kind of mm -hmm. things where, you know, you're getting other little things done around the house and moving your body. So it, you kind of killing exactly. two birds with one stone, healthy multitasking. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's great. Well, I love that philosophy. Another uh, pattern that we find is life purpose. So people living in the blue zones, um, you know, they have this, this passion and this drive to live. Like you're not going to live to 107 if your entire life you're like, eh, I don't really want to live. I have nothing to live for. Right. And I think why there's only five blue zones in the entire world is because, you know, in the 21st century, we get a job to pay the bills. And it's not necessarily about, you know, what do I love and what am I passionate about and what drives me forward? It's, well, this is a good job. It has great benefits, pays a good salary. I can take care of my family. I was having a conversation with my fiance 
um, about his job. And I was like, do you love what you're doing? Does it make you happy? And his answer just blew me away. He, he replied, meh, it's fine. And I'm like, at the end of your life, when you retire, do you want to look back and say it was meh? No, absolutely not. Um, and it blows me away that that's what we accept. Yeah. Uh, but that's not what's helping us live longer. It, it's true. And it, and it's hard because there's that balance, you know, people have to make a living mm-hmm. and, you know, and sometimes it's scary to make the leap, but you know, the, you know, that saying when the best work is when you don't even feel like you're working. Exactly. And I think, you know, you can find life purpose, not just at work, right? Certainly. Like what yeah. the problem that it is, is it's not just that we don't like our jobs and we're just doing jobs so we can make money. So we come home at the end of the day, we're totally exhausted. We sit down, we put on Netflix, we go to sleep, we get up, we go back to work and we do the same thing over and over. And there's nothing that's actually driving us to be passionate. I had a conversation with my sister-in-law and, you know, she, you know, she likes her job. She thinks it's fine, but she used to really love photography. We had her take some pictures of my fiance and I, and you could just like see her light up and she was, you know, giving us directions and, you know, coming up with concepts. And I was like, you should do this more because that's something that you're passionate about. I'm not saying you have to go and start a photography business, but do something that you're passionate about that drives you, that makes you want to keep going. Because when you retire, you don't have that job anymore. And if you don't have some, you know, a hobby or a passion, what are you going to do when you're retired? Exactly. And it's true. It doesn't have to be your profession. It can be a wonderful hobby and, you know, or volunteering some organization, something that lights you up. That's good. I'm glad you gave her that advice. Yeah. I hope she continues to take pictures because I think she's great. She says, oh, I'm just an amateur, but I think she's great. So that's where everybody starts. (laughs) I mean, you can start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And another one that I think is, um, really, really critical is um, stress management. You know, it's something that I have dealt with um, lots of stress at the end of last year. um, I hit burnout, even though, you know, I have an online business that I absolutely love. I hit burnout. And then I had to spend the last two weeks of the year, pretty much all day, every day doing self-care. And so in the blue zones, they have great stress management techniques. And I think that's so critical because you can eat the best food and you can go and exercise and, you know, do all the things right. But if you don't have good stress management techniques, then, you know, you're not getting any healthier. Um, And it goes as far even as you actually don't lose weight. Having high stress, even if you go to the gym every day for an hour, suddenly you're not seeing results. Well, it probably has to do with your stress level. And so, you know, coming up with a system to help you deal with your day-to-day stress to bring down your stress levels, very critical. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's one of the things people don't realize how important it is. And yes, it can mm-hmm. stall weight loss along with other things too, but that's mm-hmm. the culprit. And sometimes people don't realize that they're stressed out. It can be a subconscious mm-hmm. thing that interrupts your sleep, your weight, of course, your overall health. That's a big component of how I help clients. 
I mean, certain clients, obviously they, they are stressed yeah. and they know it and they're burnt out, but others, you know, if you dig a little deeper, if we remove some stressors, they weren't even realizing were happening. It can make a big difference. And it's, it's very interesting. I find that that is the one common theme since I've started this podcast and everyone I've interviewed, that is one thing that every single person has said, stress management is so, is so mm-hmm. important. And, and I, I, I say, yes, stress management, stress perception, because you can't really reduce stress because <laughs> if something is stressing you out that you can't eliminate from your life, you have yeah. to learn how to manage it and perceive it differently. That's exactly. the key. Yeah. And I love in um, Dan's book, he, after he goes into detail about each of the blue zones, he actually goes um, like him and his team were starting to try to implement blue zone systems in different communities in the U S and he did this. Where was it? It was somewhere in California. There were these three little cities like right by the ocean somewhere. I cannot remember the name. What they noticed was a big theme where the people living in these three little cities had to commute elsewhere um, to go to work. And that commute, it took a toll on them, right? So we think about high traffic and how we feel when we're, you know, in gridlock and we're getting road rage. And we don't realize like that is stress that adds up. It can really affect us. It can go into our regular day and we don't even notice it's there. It's just like, it's this totally normal thing. Like we have to sit in traffic and, you know, I'm getting frustrated and angry. And then we get out of the car and we sort of forget that it's happened, but it still is there in our minds. Um, and so that was something that they worked on in these three cities is encouraging people to walk more. Like if they lived closer, you know, why take the car? Why not just have that 30 minute walk to work? They, they took these different assessments and it did show, you know, a reduction in how much they uh, rated their stress levels each day. Um, and it brought their happiness levels up too. Oh, I bet. And man, commutes really do take a toll. Of course, mm-hmm. I grew up born and raised in Los Angeles, <laughs> you know, gridlock capital of, of the world. Yes. And yeah, road rage is a real thing. And it, it's, and it's, you know, it can't be, that's another one of those things that unless if you don't live close, it can't always be mitigated. You know, you, you sometimes you, you have to have a long commute. So you have to have, learn how to deal with it. Yeah, definitely. My fiance and I used to live in a different city than we live now. And he used to commute to and from work. And there was only one highway to get from our place down to the city where he worked. And he did this for probably three years, two years. Um, and he would just come home miserable, just raging mad. And so when our, when our landlords, where we were living, they told us they were selling their house. Uh, we made the decision to move back down to the city. It was going to be a, a little more expensive to live down there. But what I have found is we've lived down here now for two years Um, And he is so much happier. He walks to work now. Um, You know, he comes in the door with a smile on his face instead of raging, being like, I just need a minute alone. And it really does make a difference. I remember my brother lived, he worked in Los Angeles, but he he lived like without traffic, you know, a a little over an hour, but with traffic, I mean, he literally had a two hour commute both ways. I don't know how he did it for many years. 
crazy. Well, this has I mean, been fantastic. Thank you so much for all these great tips. It's so interesting learning about these blue zones and how they how they live and how we can model some of and you know it's it's just really all goes back to lifestyle and taking good care of ourselves it's it's really not complex it's pretty pretty simple but it's not easy and mm-hmm. you know and and that's that's why i'm such an advocate in helping people implement little things and habits so that they can reap some of these these healthy benefits exactly have, um so where can people find you on on um, so I'm most active on Instagram. So you can find me, uh, my handle is SKE creative media. You know, I try to share, um, as much as I can from both of my businesses, um, because I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I have also started a blog, so you can find that at skecreativemedia.com. And then you have, did you ha- you have a, a wellness workbook also? Yes, absolutely. So I have, uh, it's a 22 page wellness workbook on how to start your mind, body and soul journey, just for anybody who is looking to start their wellness journey or their health journey, or they're looking for something new, um, something different um, that takes into account more than just what you eat and the exercise that you get. It's a more holistic approach. I would love to give that to your audience. Um, yeah, for them to check Great. Out. Well, we'll link that in the show notes as well. All right. You ready for my rapid fire questions? <laughs> yes. As we wrap up here. All right. Are you a morning person or a night person? Um, I am actually neither. Um, I can't stay up late. I really struggle to get up in the morning, although um, I do make a point to get up at 6 a.m., but I call myself a solid during the day person. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And are you a dog person or cat person? Definitely a dog person. Yeah, looking for my adventure pup. <laughs> oh, nice. And what's just one tip you can leave listeners with, with something that really moved the needle and made the biggest difference in your overall health and well-being, your, your non-negotiable? Um, it's really about taking control. So stop listening to, you know, all the experts who say this is the way that you have to do it. I have never loved hearing, you know, you should or you have to. Um you're the only one who is inside your body, right? You're the only one who feels your body. So take control, find information that, you know, meets your values and your needs and go with it. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. You got to be your own advocate Mm -hmm. and, and also, yes, not, it's not a one size fits all. That's why, you know, not everything works for everyone. And that's why my, my, like my programs and are very customized. It's, it's certainly not. I think that's so important because there's so many coaches that can be like, here is, you know, what works, um, instead of really taking the time to get to know each individual person and what their needs are. Yes, exactly. You really have to take the individual into consideration for sure. I mean, there's some basics that, you know, we all, we all need to be doing whether we like it or not. You know? Yes. <laughs> but, exactly. but it's, yeah, it's just definitely not a one size fits all. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it was my pleasure. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you come back next week. And I'd love it if you took a quick minute and just leave a rating and review. That helps Clean Beauty Scene get out to more listeners. And it's a great way to support the podcast. And I'd love to hear from you on social media. Tag me on Instagram. Let me know, uh, you know, maybe do a screenshot of, of this episode or another episode that resonated with you and tag me and let me know 
what your biggest takeaways are. We'd love to hear from my listeners. Be sure to check the link in the show notes and join us for that Kick the Sugar Habit Challenge. Have a great week. Stay healthy, be well, and be present. Thank you so much for listening to the Clean Beauty Scene Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tune in again next week. For more news, tips, and recommendations on clean beauty, eco-friendly living, and wellness, join my free Facebook group, Savvy Girls Organic World, and visit kellybanano.com for more resources. If you have questions or episode topic ideas, tag me on Instagram with hashtag Clean Beauty Scene Podcast. And talk clean to me, baby.